Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. There's a group that has the number one album in England and the number one single. They've just exploded on the continent, and they're here now in the States for their first U.S. tour. The group is Black Sabbath. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. Buckle up, Buttercup, because we're going balls deep on Black Sabbath. Covers and Fire. This is Loose Cannon, and I am joined, as always, by the figure in black that points at me. Bucko! How are you, sir? I'll take what is this that stands before me for $500, Alex. <laughs> All right. Uh, fair enough. I'm well. How are you, man? I'm excellent, and I am excited because we actually have a special guest star with us today, Gene Vogel. You want to introduce yourself? Tell us why you're, what makes you famous, Gene? <laughs> what makes me famous? Well, being on this podcast, actually, was what makes me famous. That's what I'll go nice. with. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice. Do, a little, do a little podcast, uh, a very small podcast, Disciples of the Watch, that uh, with my brother Nate, my uh, my music brother, not my paternal or fraternal or anything like that, brother. Okay. Um, and I'm also a, a local musician of um, no renown. Uh, yeah, of, of, of significant note, uh, mortificator. <laughs> he is the uh, he's the eye candy. He's the uh, he's, he's the the thing the thing that gets the titties bouncing. Oh, he's he's the front man. Yes. yes? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He is the Baco of mortificator. That's what I like to tell people. When you do your <laughs> <laughs> when you do your your stage uh, raps, do you always end it with Oh yeah. 
I tried. Is that to. part of your? Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. working on it. I, one of you two has got a really good. Uh, oh yeah, but I I haven't been able. Well, to oh yeah, it. there it is. That's the guy. That's the, the guy one. standing right next to you. I have a a poor. Oh yeah, poor man's. <laughs> well, you oh, do yeah. the the gene. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. I can do <laughs> that one. Yeah, I'm Paul. Your gene. And, and Gene's oh, yeah. Baco. <laughs> I'm Paul. Your gene and Gene's Baco. I'm very. Uh, who's on first? This is very confusing. Oh, but anyways, God. so let's. Uh, what are we doing here today? Why are you here, Gene? And oh, by the way, um, I do want to just mention as well as I did check out your Disciples of the Watch podcast. And I did notice, I just want to let you know, you can't say this on the show, but you have a couple episodes about Overkill and it, they, the names, the titles of them are underrated. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, that is that is not that is not a term. Things are either perfectly rated or they are overrated. I just want to let you know, so you can't describe any uh, any uh, any songs or albums is underrated. It yeah. is against Cobra Law. But please, why are we here? Why why are you here, Gene? And you you inspired this entire series we're about to do. So please tell us. We're here to talk about some Black Sabbath. Yeah, uh, All yeah. of the Black Sabbath albums, actually. A career retrospective. Right. Uh, it is uh, October, Halloween month, so we thought it'd be nice and spooky. Luce, you know, Luce, you and I, we are very much seasonal, uh, uh, festive people, uh, so this is our, our Halloween gift to the listeners. Oh, that's true. We can just knock that out. No, We can't get just totally loaded into a terrible Halloween episode. Like <laughs> well, you still could. Year. Eddie Drunk. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so this part, Gene, what, what what era are we covering today? Black Sabbath, from the beginning and, and everything beyond. Yeah, the first eight albums. Well, before we get into it, though, Luce, how about we take care of a little bit of business that we're trying to be much better at? I understand you have another review for us uh, to share with the listeners. I do, and another little quick announcement, too. So, Ooh. as we mentioned before, Podchaser podchaser.com is where to go to throw some reviews up there. And I'm going to give you the most recent one we received from a guy named Beaker, whoever you are. Thank you. Yeah. And it says, absolutely, parentheses, drink, one of the funniest shows out there. Loose Cannon and Baco are ridiculous. <laughs> some shows you may skip an, an episode if the subject doesn't interest you. In other words, other podcasts. But for this one, it really doesn't matter. Most topics are just a launching point for idiotic and amusing conversation. <laughs> and here's and here's the kicker, which I love. I can't stand the Def Leppard Hysteria record, and I listened to that episode twice. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. I, uh, if you've been a fan of rock and metal for a long time, you'll enjoy the show. So thank you, Beaker. Yeah, and thank if, you. Anybody who wants to throw up a review on there, we, we do appreciate it. And if you uh, want to, again, another reminder, you can also leave a one-star uh, review on 50 of our episodes if you feel inclined. <laughs> uh, it'll if take it, a little bit of time, but yeah, if it's worth it. It will, but you can do it faster if you live in Montreal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got great Wi-Fi hey. at Tim Hortons. They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Tim, my God. Tim, Tim, well, Tim, Hort- Tim Hortons Wi-Fi is a, a gig, I think. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, go back a couple episodes, and uh, you might pick up what the joke is there. But uh, Can I interject one more thing? I just want to make one one. Oh, thing. yeah, absolutely. What do you got? Okay. So, you know, we are available pretty much everywhere already. You know, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, etc. But now, as of today, uh, recording this episode, we are now available on Spotify. Ooh, so nice. Definitely check out. Just, just type in Cobras and Fire podcast 
and boom, we'll show up there and you can just click the follow button and you'll get a notification every week on Tuesday when we put on a new episode. And so you got all your music and your podcast all in one place. So wherever you listen, awesome, but there's one more place. I'd also like to get back to mentioning some of our, what we like to call Cobras on Fire. And that is people who just uh, kind of new to the show, and I'd like to give them a couple shot off if that's all right. Do it. All right. Well, Stacy Sullivan, who has been, uh, he he posted on our Facebook page that he's been starting from the beginning and posted that he's up to episode forty nine. So Ooh. in a month or two, uh, in a month or two, Stacy's going to hear this. Thanks for listening, Stacy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a guy named Kenneth Roy, he uh, he uh, basically said he came in because of the whole uh, bracket challenge thing, which turned into a fucking disaster. Oh, uh, but besides that, it was very good for us because we got Kenneth Roy. Uh, he he recently posted saying he's just started listening as well. But he checked out our most recent episode just to get caught up, and he thinks the guy we're talking about is a douche. But he said, well, I just let me just say this. We like to welcome you both, share our episodes, comment on our posts, join the Cobras on Fire Facebook group, interact in any way, and we may just mention you on the show. Everyone is welcome. And don't forget, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cobras Fire, where you no longer can leave us a rating, but you can give us an A. And you also do us a solid by giving us a positive <laughs> review on iTunes. And we're, of course, I want to remind you, on Twitter, slowly growing, at Cobras Fire. And if you haven't checked out Podchaser, which Luce just mentioned and read a review from a wonderfully handsome man or woman named Beaker, definitely mm-hmm. do so and leave us a rating there as well. Everything helps. There we go. Yes. I hope it's a woman. Yeah, I do too, actually, now. Uh, it's like Beaker, yeah. yeah. That sounds hot. Dropping on some Black Sabbath and getting sexy. Are you born again? <laughs> <laughs> All can, you right. actually get, can you actually get sexy with Black Sabbath? Uh, Maybe one or two songs, kind of groovy. We'll get into that later on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that... Uh, uh, the album that always gets the ladies is forbidden. <laughs> you throw down. That's like playing. That's like the second side of Led Zeppelin two. Yeah. <laughs> Getting groovy. De- uh, uh, oh, I want to uh, cut you off, but that's gold, baby, gold. <laughs> okay, all right. Go ahead. No, where um, are we at? We're talking Ozzy era. Let's talk the beginning of Black Sabbath. Uh, a little bit of history. You want me to lead on this one, buddy? Please, yes. His, uh, uh, well, I would they, like some, some history. Well, it was like, I don't know where Ozzy came in exactly, but they were called the Polka Tuck B- Blues Band or something like that. Is that right, Gene? That yeah. sounds very Okay, right. all right. And they eventually became Earth, and then they, yeah. Th- yeah. they were more of a bluesy band, and then they walked out of practice one day uh, and saw a movie signed for the movie Black Sabbath starring Boris Karloff and Geezer Butler. was like, we should call the band Black Sabbath. That's more John Lennon than Geezer, honestly. But anyway, uh, yeah, so then uh, from there, they just kind of started writing uh, satanic songs and uh, worshiping the devil and, you know, stuff like that. All right. Sure. Gene, did you want to add anything there? I, no, I, I'm I'm just trying to fit in with the flow of what you guys got going. Well, you're you the guys, guest. We have to. Uh, uh, it, you, you work so well together. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to ruin, ruin uh, interfere with the flow whatsoever. Don't be afraid to step on us. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Like when you when it hits you to say something, just fucking say it. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah, because no hard feelings here. With how much yeah. work we do, uh, editing wise and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we probably lost what two hours of material so far. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Well, I can tell you real quick that he's drinking asshole beer like you do. Ooh, what's the brand there, Gene? I'm very impressed already. This is Modest Brewing Company out of the Great Twin Cities area here. Mm. And you got an IPA, you got some hoppy stuff. Do you have a variety of it's asshole APA, beers or just American pale no. APA, yes. Yeah, I just American- want the 16 ounce uh, uh, silos, as we call them here in mm. the Greater Twin Cities area. Yeah, we've used nice. that. I've used that term on uh, on the show here. See, see, it's not just me, asshole. <laughs> well, that's I love actually the pet I call names you guys have for each other. That's uh, just so nice, asshole yeah. and asshole. Very nice. Well, at least you have taste buds. So let's go on to. Uh, Tell them what I, you're I, drinking, by the way. Um, um, oh, yeah. uh, uh, let's give Loose Cannon a, a guess. What do you think I'm drinking tonight? Uh, Coors Light or, or Bud Light? No. Ooh, Bud uh, Mc, Mc Golden Light. Ooh, you switched totally over. Totally different. Totally I'm different. You, it's a special night. I am night. expecting it is a special night. Now, you know it's not a special night. It's pretty much an, an anniversary <laughs> uh, night when, when he busts out the Keystone, though. Because that, that can uh, is insulated on the inside. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think it's bottled beer taste in a can. Because because I can't drink out of a bottle like some kind of dirt bag. Let's 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 move past this um, and let's let's. Uh, could somebody cue the rain, please? May I begin with reading possibly the most awkward sentence ever put into an album? Uh, it's up to Is Gene. I'm, I'm okay with it, but if he's not cool with it, no. I got to hear it now. Okay. Okay. Inside the, I have the whole, um, it came out in like 2000. I'm using this as my guide, but it was the whole black box. Does anybody own that here? I do it not. Like the, I know what you're talking about, though. Do you have it, Gene? I do not. That's all the Ozzy era uh, records, right? Yeah, it's all oh, eight. Wait, comes, the Ozzy Osbourne years you're talking about? Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, it's, yep. it's, a, it's, a, no. it's a box that has all eight records in it. Yeah, so it has all the liner notes and whatnot for the, in the CD. So I'm just going to read this. And this is on the debut. So here comes the rain, and here's the, the, a little more color that they want to provide you is the, is the listener. Still falls the rain. The veils of darkness shroud the blackened trees, which, contorted by some useless violence, shed their tired leaves and bend their bows towards a gray earth of severed hard wings. Among the grasses, poppies... Jesus Christ, this, this goes on forever. This is one sentence, by the way. Bleed before a gesticulating death. And young rabbits, born dead in traps, stand motionless as though guarding the silence that surrounds and threatens to engulf all those who would listen. How the fuck can you say that in one breath to begin with? Well, I don't think he can. Oh, my God. Anyway... <laughs> The writing here, I mean, this is like a, a person that just got addiction. Oh, my God. This is, this is, this is like Rob Halford's thesaurus that I just did. Yeah. Gesticulate, gesticulating. You never read that, you never read that Gene? I haven't read that until today. I opened this up for some additional material. I'm like, that is what the sleeve said when you bought this album back in the day. I have not. Th- that is the first time I've heard that. So is, is, that the, is that what's written inside the Upside Down Cross? This is what's written on, like, if you were to open... Uh, th- I'm guessing this was either on the sleeve or on the back of the album somewhere on the on the LP because it is. We're talking the represent- first record, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the the first record. Yeah, it's got the you know the the creepy ass cover, and then you just flip it open. It just says Black Sabbath in their logo at the time yeah. changed, and then this underneath it. It's not yep. like written inside a cross that's upside down. Nope. Okay. And by the way, that was just the first sentence. I'm not going to burden the audience with okay, the second and third. So, but anyway, 
Well, yeah, after the rain, um, we get into very the very first song by Black Sabbath off their album yep. Black Sabbath, and the song is called Black Sabbath. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very atmospheric. It sets the mood. When you first hear that, it just like uh, it just it sends chills up your spine. You know, especially as a youth. You know, back in the day, hearing it when it first came out, or not, I shouldn't say when it first came out, because obviously <laughs> you were either not born or very young at that point. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think any of us were born when no, this that came is out. Not very, but, uh, yeah, you know, when you first hear that, it's very ominous and it sets the mood, and then just just crushing from that point on although i'm pretty sure my birth mother was listening to this when i was conceived oh nice Uh, so i was like swimming (laughs) around somewhere um either that or this is the record that made her refuse to talk to my birth father uh something like that Mm. but now um this song is still creepy as fuck man Uh, i i think it's 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 one of those legitimately spooky scary satanic songs i don't know that that was the intent but it actually has that aura well, it's really of satanic. It was the, of or course, it, it was the it. Is Go it ahead. more that it's it's almost in a horror fashion? Yeah, you know where it's setting the table and you're drawn in with everything that's going on. Uh, you know, it's not hailing Satan or anything. It's just setting. It's telling a story, and it's it's meant to. It's inspire. the last two minutes of the Blair Witch Project <laughs> <laughs> in the basement. Yeah, by the wall. Yeah. Okay. Well, Luce, I I would like to mention something from a music standpoint about uh, that those first three notes. You know, the song starts off with boom, boom, boom. That uh, is a pattern uh, of notes that's often called the devil's tritone. I thought that was the name of a drinking game. <laughs> no? Oh, that's the devil's triangle. That's okay. right. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, fun fact. Did you know the original title of this, this uh, Black Sabbath song was called? It was called The Kavanaugh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, That's what I love about the show. It's educational. I didn't even know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Working time. Yeah. 
I mean, I agree that this song is. <laughs> it, but first off, the fact that it came out, you know, during, you know, that that you know Led Zeppelin and all this. I mean, this was dark as hell at the time. From the cover of this album to that song, you know, definitely groundbreaking. But but I do have to say personally, it is one of um, my least favorite other. Uh, I guess staple songs. I, I my other working title for this was Onyx Ambien. I mean, it just goes so <laughs> slow and sludgy. When I saw, I've seen Black Sabbath during after the reunion, I think twice, and every time they played this, I was like, oh. I get the the iconic part of it. I respect all of that, but just personally, compared to a lot of their other songs that I love much more, it just doesn't do that much for me. Um, but I did it did just spook me out the first time I heard it, but. You know, we're doing a point. This is like Fox News. It's very balanced. You know what? Uh, one thing about this this entire record is that it 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 very much sounds like a first record by a band. Um, uh, like it doesn't really have that like proper flow. Uh, other than like I think side one, side two kind of gets a little weird. Uh, sure, but. I'm amazed at because you know this is recorded in one day and then you is know, it one day? Yeah, it's one twelve-hour day, and they basically you know kind of ran through it live. How good it sounds! It still sounds yes. amazingly crisp, just sharp. Actually, better than some of their later stuff. Uh, and agreed. I, I think Roger Bain deserves a tip of a hat there. But I love how like uh, Ozzy's voice still is hasn't developed, but it still sounds like Ozzy. You know, because we, we we've talked about it in the past, like where you get into a band a little bit with a little bit of depth in their career. How fun it is yep. to go back and listen. And it's a lot like listening to that first Kiss album. How raw and dirty it is. This album is like you know you I still sound like Ozzy, sort of. You know. It, it, it's kind of cool that way. I guess I never noticed. What, what do you have to say about this, Gene? In general, it's a. I think it's a phenomenal album. It's it really it's it defined heavy metal. I mean, you had Deep Purple who were kind of laying the foundation. You had Zeppelin who was laying the foundation, and then all of a sudden, here comes Black Sabbath, which just you know all. And there was other bands too that I know. People, Blue Cheer. People bring out all these Jerk. other bands. Blue Cheer is a great band. Hey, suck. <laughs> they don't suck. <laughs> Are you butterfly? But and there was other ones that were trying to to inspire like these occult type iconography and such, and none of them were able to do what Black Sabbath was able to do with one album, and it just it set us on path on the path to where heavy metal became to what it became. It's weird because I have to listen to this album in order. I, I really almost have to. I, I, I there aren't songs I, I listen to on here. I have to listen to it from beginning to end. It's a good album yeah. from beginning to end. In my uh, in it's my a fun opinion, listen. yeah. Yep, this is one when I got a record player. I had to pick it up on vinyl because I had to have this on, so I could just get you know in front of my record player and just listen to this thing, flip it over side one, side two, and just take the whole thing in. It's a beautiful piece of work. Yeah. Again, point counterpoint. <laughs> I do get I do get a little more positive later. The I do like this this uh, well, this is not even an album. This EP. Can we call it an EP? No, it's a full album. Mm, okay. It's longer so than the, the Slayer's uh Rain and Blood. It's yeah. almost Is it a minutes. half hour after all? 38 done? 12. Holy shit. Okay, all right. So the we've got uh uh the the thing I'll say, too, as far as being innovative and everything is that, I mean, in 1970, Black Sabbath saw the future of technology and started a trend with their song titles 
of URLs. There are so many forward slashes in their in their catalog here. It is on a lot of that was record label doing though. No, but I, wasp forward slash behind the sleep. If you actually type that in to your browser, you actually get a ten percent off code for Applebee's. I'm yeah, but sure wasp you know isn't actually a song. That was something the record label threw on there. Is what I was getting at. They did it they do that make- with a bunch of their records for some reason on the American releases. I really don't get it. If you type in a bit of finger slash sleeping village, <laughs> you, you you end up it's just a redirect to U porn. But it still works. Uh, why does anybody need a redirect to U porn? That's what I want. Well, that gets you, that'll get you through a firewall, right? Maybe. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, have you guys ever seen your- um Dweezel and Ahmet Zappa with John Tesh playing guitar <laughs> perform the wizard? John Tesh is gonna be here in just a little bit. So Colin. Yeah, you know what? I don't know if we could arrange this, but it would be so sweet sometime to, just, to for us to be able to play it with. It would have been with so John. cool if, like, as opposed to me doing that dance thing, we could jam with him. I mean, that's like a dream of ours. <laughs> you guys jam with John Tesh. How, How so sweet high? would that be? <laughs> How would he feel? About that? I don't <laughs> I think know. That's the issue. I mean, that would be. Yeah. You guys know anything by Black Sabbath? You know we do. Uh, the Wizard? harmonica is that the guitar that well i don't know I, I can't remember who did what but uh uh john tesh like rocked out and his glasses flew acro- across the floor <laughs> it, it was on uh conan but a little, little fun fact about the wizard much like my my uh my youth i i discovered a lot of hard rock through uh samples from rap and the first time i heard a little part of the wizard was i don't know if you either you know this but it's it's a big part of Ain't going out like that by Cypress Hill, the whole harmonica part. But anyway, so The Wizard, I like, basically on this album, I like, I, I do like the song Black Sabbath. I'm just saying it's not my, my, I just think it's overplayed. In general for this album, I mean, I like Black Sabbath, The Wizard, and NIB. And that's about it. This is something that I learned much later on that the, the song The Warning is actually a cover song. Uh, really? Yes. It's an Ansley Dunbar cover. They didn't stray too far from the original. The drummer, Ainsley Dunbar? Yes. Yeah, uh, Ainsley Dunbar's Retaliation. (laughs) 
Cover of the Crow Out song "Evil Woman" was a little bit odd, I have to say. That wasn't on the American release originally. That's correct. Yep, that was a that was a special type of thing, but that was interesting. But a, definitely a cool thing uh, for us Twin Cities guys because yeah. Crow's a local band that a local band did well. You know, they made some money on that one song, I think, and then nobody's heard from them other than you know <laughs> touring uh, county fairs and all that stuff ever since. I love it. I mean, even. Sleeping Village. It's part of the atmosphere of the whole package. It's it's a really well yeah, put. Like, exactly. I th- I don't really cherry pick songs on here. I kind of listen to it almost like it's a concept record. Really? Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Now that you mention it, a concept record. It's 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 a well put. I from cover to cover for me, it's all good. I can't. I couldn't uh, slag any of the songs on here. Although if I had a cover, maybe or a version with the crow uh, cover on it, that 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 could I could maybe do without, uh, because it just it doesn't feel fit in with the vibe of everything else that's going okay. on. Well, obviously the that record was groundbreaking, and uh, it led way to uh, Paranoid. Uh, which was released September 18th, 1970. This one was recorded at Regent Sound in London, England, and once again produced by Roger Bain. Gene, let me kick it to you. What do you think on this album? I think it's a great continuation of what the foundation they laid with the previous album with, with coming out with Black Sabbath. They they kept the momentum going, and I, they yeah. maybe even kicked it up a notch coming into uh, Paranoid. It's just it's a great another great album, another cover cover for me. Solid release. Did you like the album cover? We didn't talk about it on the last <laughs> one. Uh, the last album cover is kind of spooky, even yeah. though it's during the daylight. Uh, this album cover, I think, kind of sucks. Are you kidding me? There's a guy with a stash. It's blurry. He's holding a sword. It looks like he's. We- I think he's wearing uh, blue. It, he's tiny got Speed whities. Racer's helmet on too, doesn't he? <laughs> He's holding he's holding a shield. I mean, this looks like this might be Dio. Oh my God! I think it's Dio. The height looks right. I yeah. think you're right. The height looks right. There, the uh, uh, he's missing. He's missing. I'm, the only thing missing is a dragon T-shirt. He was that doing f- freelance <laughs> photography work back then. I think back in the office. He's days. wearing a cape. A satin <laughs> yeah, he's one. Wearing- he's not wearing a satin onesie. It's not Dio. <laughs> But he's also on the back cover. You don't see it in the front, but you flip it to the back, and he, you can see he's wearing a red cape as well. And, and there's, I just want to know, I want to know the, the whole history of this. I mean, this has to be a crazier story than the Hotter Than Hell photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> because you're like, let's go to a forest, stand by this one tree. And what the fuck does it have to do with anything on the album? Or That's even what I the term know. paranoid. And right. Even if they were going to call it War Pig, what does this fucking have to do with War Pigs? Nothing. Uh, unless, <laughs> I mean, this is the worst army ever. If this is if this has to do with war. So, Gene, uh, is it three for three? We all agree the album cover sucks. It's pretty horrible. Okay. Ding. Okay. Uh, carry on. For me, it's a great continuation of the uh, the the history, the legacy, the the what they were what they introduced with that first album. I think they they upped it up a, a little bit on this album. Another solid cover to cover. I. I couldn't pick any song on here that I would not want to listen to. Obviously, Iron Man's been played quite a bit. That may be a little bit, <laughs> little yes. bit burned out. 
War um, Pigs has been played a lot. Paranoid. Paranoid. Right, but the, that's the thing. There's yeah. reasons, though. I mean, they're oh, yeah. good songs. But, I mean, even when you pick the songs that haven't been overdone, like Planet Caravan, that's such a beautiful piece of work that Pantera covered just beautifully, yeah. I feel. Electric Funeral. Yeah. 
another great track. Hand of Doom. What uh, Rat Salad, the instrumental. Still, you know, uh, instrumentals can be hit or miss for me, um, but there's, this is not a miss. Uh, and then Fairies Wear Boots, another classic track that uh, that thankfully does not get a lot of, oh, it's not overplayed. Another song that gets the ladies in the mood. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, Gene, I... Another that thing, I'm rat sure salad into fairy, fairies wear boots is such a fucking panty dropper. Oh my god, <laughs> I've I've hit so much squish just in that ten minutes alone. I do understand that. I mean, there's nothing like the imagery of a rat salad. Just some nice, yes. some nice baby greens, uh, some nice dressing, and then a, just a dead rodent laying on there. That's actually the meal they serve you every day in hell. Oh, nice. Hmm. I mean, disgusting. But uh, little, another fun fact for you, Gene, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but if you type in war pigs forward slash loose wall, you get uh, an upgrade for double meat at Chipotle. Coupon. Uh, <laughs> That's good to know. That's very useful. But, but the forward slash thing I, I have to ask, though, like as far as is, is Luke's wall considered just the part where it ramps up the down, now, now? No idea. I, 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 I feel like you're fighting me on this, Luce. I feel like. You, you just can't accept it. Those aren't the the actual titles. Those the record labels did it for a while, and then pulled them out. Uh, okay, what's well, still on the Spotify version and all my albums in front of me? Okay, great. Uh, it's not though. The the song's called War Pigs. Okay, so is so is Jack the Stripper not Fairies Wear Boots? Correct. Hmm. I'll have to research that because all my information in front of me seems to contradict your. Uh, the information in front of me uh, backs me up. What is that? Wikipedia? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you may have changed that yourself before the show. I did actually, just because I knew we were going to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts on this, quite Gene? A bit. Do you have Do you have not Jack the Stripper slash Fairies or Boots on any of your albums? I don't have my albums in front of me. They're all at home. Oh, I definitely had it on a cassette or two. I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. I just know the history. In uh, I read Martin Popoff's <laughs> Martin Popoff's book, uh, Black Sabbath: The Visual History by Martin Popoff, and mm-hmm. it, it it breaks it down and says why these things were done. It was all the record company's decision to do it, largely only in America. Well, it's very odd that, it, that they would even interfere with that because the Ferris Wear Boots, I'm guessing that's the only, the first minute of Ferris Wear Boots or something. It's, I know what it is. I think it's breaking apart the fact that it transitions. But the thing what we should mention too about Black Sabbath is they are the masters of uh, different tempos throughout and, and, and yes. flipping the script during during the, their songs, don't you? Don't you agree? I agree. Another great sounding record, by the way. Uh, th- Agreed. It, it just it still holds up. It's amazing. Like again, they did this one on a fairly short timeline, not quite as uh, fast as the first record, but every note in is so clear. Uh, just great sounding record. I have to agree. Yeah. Definitely. And it holds up well. You, you can still listen to it today without feeling like you're trapped in the 70s or anything like that. Yeah. I think it holds up extremely well lyrically. Suck that, um, Eric Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that wait, means. Wait, do we got a beef with Eric Clapton, too? I, I may, maybe no, I missed saying his, his 70s records sound like garbage. Oh, okay. All right. I just want to make sure. And he had a budget. For me, War Pigs, Paranoid, and Iron Man are uh, songs that I, I pretty much skip now just because of... Sure. Oh, just so much saturation pers- personally, but I understand why they are the iconic songs they are. Another part about War Pigs, too, is that when I heard it, uh, to show how great a song it is, when I saw Zach Sabbath 
play it and they just revved it up and play it like yep. a, like like they probably played it back in the day versus this you know older reunion band um which maybe get into later i mean you could just the song right is incredible is my point when yeah. somebody grabs it and fucking rocks it too live it you just you can't deny the power and the writing of that song can't deny cannot deny but uh planet caravan not a fan um and actually electric funeral and hand of doom I for some reason I don't, they don't connect with me anymore. Uh, they're just kind of they're just kind of I don't know. They're just kind of like almost like prototypes of what they really made into better uh, songs later. Get your head out of so, your ass, Luz. Uh, I don't think so. It's just I'm with Gene on this. I like every song, every everyone, even even Not- fucking Rat Salad, even the backwards <laughs> forward slashes. <laughs> Well, and the discounts to Chipotle. Yeah, even the true. even the even the shortcut to you porn. I love I, it. <laughs> I am going to type in this right now and see where I go. Um, somebody, it's probably go to a Black Sabbath website. Yeah, let me see here. But but no, in in, in summary, uh, this is not my favorite uh, of the Aussie era. Oh, fair it, enough. Any, any of yours? Um, well, it would have been, but again, it's like. It's like rock and roll night with Kiss. Gotcha. This album is almost that. I just I, yeah. I don't go back to it much anymore because I went to it so much early on. Um, but it's it's a, it's a phenomenal record. You know, researching for this episode, I I played the whole thing and loved every minute of it. For me, the, picking a favorite of the Aussie area is is very tough. Not for me, really. Yeah, no. we'll get to it. No, we'll get to and, it. And okay. I think. I th- and I think that that's the thing about this that's going to be interesting about this roundtable is I know that both of you are bigger Black Sabbath fans than I am. Um, you're, you're more of the super fans than me. So I actually have critical thought. Ooh. <laughs> Hilarious. Which brings us to Masters of Reality. This record was released on my birthday, July 21st, 1971. Uh, in Island Studios. Scrape his date. Write that down, people. You, that's his Baco's birthday. You can probably hack into him now. Island Studios, London, England, and once again, produced by Roger Bain. Luce, why don't you take the lead on this one? Oh my god, every track on this is amazing. It's the best songwriting of all time, and I'm a super fan. I love every everything about it. That's no uh, that's some pretty critical uh, evaluation you had there. Yes, but no, I, I could jump in here uh, if, I, if I may. Can I just do a quick summary and then throw it to you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. So this is, again, an album that I consider an EP. Because it has bullshittery with with orchid orchid and embryo, uh, so it is six songs. But these six songs collectively are my favorite of the Ozzy era. I also think this is the best produced of that era, where I can hear every. Uh, it's it's almost like they decided we can hear everybody equally. The bass is the same level as the. It, it's just like there is no ego involved with the mix. It it is so crisp. The bass is powerful. Um, I will tell you, I'll tell you five out of six. Sweet Leaf, you know, they have a lot of drug songs, or at least a, a handful. Sweet Leaf, my least favorite on the album. Not because it's overplayed, I just think it's a lazy song. Um, but everything else on here, I mean, they got the fast pace of Children of the Grave, uh, Solitude, which is a, a basically the version of Planet Caravan that doesn't suck. And, uh, <laughs> and, and the best song on the record the, that that I love hearing, and if anybody play cover wise or, or or when they played it live was phenomenal. Was is into the void? Oh my god, that fucking riff! Loose. And that's it. I cannot tell you how much you are wrong on almost everything you said. 
Okay. Uh, uh, one of my least favorite records, but the Ozzy era, Sweet Leaf is the only thing I agree with you on. It's not just lazy. It's not a good song. It is. A, <laughs> it is a. That's the best part. Uh, it, <laughs> it is. It, it, literally, if you don't smoke marijuana, you don't like this song. Uh, it is just a pothead anthem that is fucking garbage, you know. Uh, All right now. Oh my god, I, I I do not like Sweet Leaf. I don't like this record other than Children of the Grave.
production. This is where Tony Iommi first started tuning down a full step and a half. And I think that muddied up the tone. And much like I was talking about the production of the first two records, those are the records you hear everything. You hear every cymbal tap or smash. You hear the bass clear. Everything is right there. This is the first record. It's not that it's a bad sounding album, but it's definitely not as sharp and clear as those first two. I disagree again on what you disagree with me. Well, you're wrong. Uh, Gene, what do you think? <laughs> I think I'm going to try to find a little bit maybe... Uh, actually, I'm going to have to go more loose on this okay, one. Okay, fair enough. I, I've, maybe it's I'm a super fanboy with these Aussie era ones. A lot of great tracks on this one. Into the Void is such a crushing... You know, and the funny oh. thing was... It's um, a great Ace Freely tune. This was... You, no, it's not. This was <laughs> such a... <laughs> Got that, but yeah, I, I gotta jump in real quick. Uh, my, my oh, come on, he this, just started. Or, or, the, the working title for this is just called When I Listen to It, I call it Into the Sock. <laughs> Into the Sock, okay, straight shot. Uh, <laughs> that was a song that actually somebody turned me on to because apparently I hadn't heard this whole album when I was in my youth. Yeah. We were playing uh, with some older guys, and my uh, drummer friend and I. And we were playing some Metallica tunes, and somebody said, "Were you just playing Into the Void?" And I may have been noodling, or may have been trying to do something that Metallica had done. And I'm like, "What is it, Into the Void?" And he's like, "You never heard Into the Void from Black Sabbath?" And I said, "No, absolutely not." And he's like, "You got to go home and listen to it." Of course, there was no internet back then, so I don't know how many years it was until I finally heard Into the Void. But then I immediately got it. I'm like, "Holy crap! How is this song not more talked about?" It's such a crushing great tune i eventually did cover this in a band later on but we did a speedier thrashier version of it which i felt really lost the groove because this song's just got a real sexy groove to it that i just love another really good album i think these guys have hit out of the park with the first three albums and a lot no not a lot of bands can say that uh a little known fact though the song uh was initially called into the ambient bottle <laughs> oh, no, completely. How can you fall asleep during this? That's one of the things I love. Hey, do that 84 more times. Nothing loose? Are you there? Oh, yeah. I'm just calming down. Oh. <laughs> the, I have to are, go into are, like a transcendental state to make sure I don't bash this microphone through. Was them's fighting words from me? <laughs> That's right. God damn, you do not, you do not disparage into the void. All right. No. Uh, so, uh, but I, I don't know what it was. There was something about the fact that this album was. Uh, it's one of their shorter ones, right? It's got to be. Yeah. Gene, thirty-four and a half. Thirty-four and a half. You're pretty close. Okay, okay. So in other words, you're wrong. <laughs> well, you are wrong, but My you're damn close. God. I'm going to give you the win on this I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through this entire discography <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm already exhausted. We, we just need to get past this record. Three. We'll be okay. Uh, Please. I'm, I'm, done. But, I'm done. Oh, but, but this great album cover. It's a nice yeah, the album cover again sucks. <laughs> they, were not, they did not have... So here, we, what are we going to do? Let's just throw it up there. And that goes to the... The uh, do you have anything else to say? Because I, I think this album cover kind of transitions to the next one too. Yeah, sure it does. Uh, no, I, I don't have any more. I, other than that, uh, you guys are both idiots, and I'm I'm su- <laughs> I'm superior. Jeez. No, not a big fan of that record. Uh, you may have you may have picked up on my subtle hints, uh, but uh... <laughs> all right. So that brings us to volume four. I actually love this album cover. It is kind of like, I just meant from the big the big uh, uh, 
type on it. But it is a cool, it's a very interesting way. But I have to say, I am not a fan of anybody numbering their albums, Chicago or otherwise, or Led Zeppelin. I mean, you're going, all of a sudden you just say, ah, fuck it, volume four. There's a lot of great album, uh, there's a lot of great tracks on this that it could have been named. What about Adele? Hello. (sighs) She names it how old she is. That's her age usually. Yeah, it's fucking clever. You know what they should have named this album? is Snowblind. Another garbage tune. Are you Whoa. fucking kidding me? Oh my uh, god! Just another yeah, another stupid drug song. Orchestration. If you're gonna go with a drug song, you go with cocaine. Snowblind has orchestration. It's got everything you need. It should have been. This should be that song they play. I'll tell you what. If you're gonna go drug songs, are you telling me you do not prefer Snowblind over fucking uh, Sweet Leaf? No, oh, I definitely do. But that's not exactly okay. an achievement. It doesn't matter. My point is, if you're gonna go with one drug song, you go with cocaine based. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm I'm with you there. Unless it's again, unless it's Eric Clapton, because apparently now Ooh. he's our he's a guy that I have to hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you set yourself up for that? I don't know. But, yeah, uh, it's all about that. Today's all about Clapton, bitch. I actually do like the song Cocaine. I mean, it's, I, I'll go with. If I'm gonna go with one Clapton song, it's gonna be Cocaine. How yeah, that's better than this fucking Clapton Cocaine song. Is song. There, actually. I'm not going to go with kids jumping off of balconies. That's not going to be my thing. Anyway, Gene, uh, we were, we're supposed to kick it to you. Uh, volume four. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts? If this was produced by Tony Iommi and Patrick Meehan, released on really? September 25th, 1972, and this one was recorded right here in the good old USA in Los Angeles at the record plant. Question though, before you go on, was there a falling out? They just want to switch. Was it because a black master reality just had that terrible uh, uh, sound that you created that you t- discussed that they fired him? <laughs> I don't know. I, I look maybe make they your said, own history, Baco. Make your own history. Now is your chance. Okay, yeah. They 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 said, you know what, Roger, uh, you're a dick, and uh, <laughs> Clapton sucks, and we're going with somebody else. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. They probably just wanted to switch it up a little bit. Uh, pa- oh, you know what? I do know that Patrick Meehan took over managing the band around this time. Uh, and he probably was in the ear of Tony Iommi saying, like, you can produce it with me. Uh, well, here I go again. Another, another for me, another really great album. I enjoy it. I know. Shocker. I, I, but no, see the the thing is, is the, some of the songs that that maybe you guys don't care for with like that that are maybe a little more brooding, a little bit longer, a little bit more atmospheric, a little bit maybe lulls in an album. Those really drew me in, and they they really uh, appeal to what I like to hear. I, I like the the up tempos. I like the the pullbacks. I was just gonna say that just so you know right right now, Gene, is that is what pulls me into to things. So, Same here, yeah. You know. Actually, uh, oh really? Oh wow. I, we, we just have we. I just don't like Master Reality that much. It's not that I. I mean, I, I still own it, uh, right. but compared to the rest of the stuff, it just does. It falls flat for me. This album is great. No, I tell you, the peak of this album though is FX. <laughs> yeah. Easily, this the FX is also another uh, squish getter. <laughs> Do you know they? Do you know that they actually brought many to the producer? One of them was just them playing ping pong, but they yeah. decided not to include that. <laughs> what the hell is it? What is the FX? They're just hit, like hitting something. Actually, here's the story. After smoking hashish, the crucifix hanging from Tony Iommi's neck acci- accidentally struck the strings of his guitar, and the band took an interest in the odd sound and produced an echo effect was added. 
and the band proceeded to hit the guitar with various objects to generate the odd sound, and it was a total joke, bro. Hey, guys, uh, I heard something amazing just now. I think we just got our fourth track on the album. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's... I mean, other than the fact that it's the only song I listen to on this record, it's a total throwaway. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine adding this to a playlist? How about somebody yeah, like thanks. listening to it and then hitting repeat, like the back button on their CD player? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Take the needle back. That was a gem. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, you took my joke there. That was where I was going with this album. <laughs> Great. Well, that's what we like to do here. Gene, yeah. but, but tell me, like, break it down. Um, you're a fan of this album. As I, let's, let's just reveal, do our no. reveal, show our hands. I am a fan of this album as well. Baco? Yes? No? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, and this actually is the first one. What's the running time on this, Gene? You seem to be pretty good at this. One, two, three, four. Running time, we got 42.38. Yeah, it's one of their longer ones. That's what I was, I was sensing. I wouldn't say this is maybe as far, you know, I, there's, I don't know, it's tough because it is an album. I really enjoy it. But yeah, there are a few not as strong of tracks uh, as maybe some of the albums are a little bit more, uh, for me, complete as far as the, like the first two albums from beginning to end, so to speak. Um, but, you know, with changes, I think they yeah. took a huge risk with, with that song. Putting that out and it and it works. I mean, it's I guess in a way it's planet caravanning in a way, but it's not trippy. It's just real more just. They, it's a straight up ballad, almost. Yeah, and coming from a doom band, you know, doing with what they're doing, then all of a sudden here's changes. Um, Supernaut, Soulblind, another. Oh great my song. God, Supernaut! I mean, how is there a better riff on the planet than? Nope. It's actually listed was... as uh, John Bonham's favorite Black Sabbath song. Yeah, it's listed yeah. a lot of people's favorite Black Sabbath. Song. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty good track. I'll tell you what on that too is that that was a compliment that I gave Baco for a Jesus Chrysler track for for DDOA was just it had a, it reminded me of uh, Day Tripper and Supernaut combined because mm. it's that long kind of riff. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a, it's like a 10 second riff. I love it. Yeah. That's very, that's a good point. Yeah. It, it's, it's not just a quick hit and kind of in and out. Uh, yeah, it's like a, I mean, Tony's the master of the two measure riff. And what's this about a four measure one? It's long. It's long. Yeah. That's so. a good point. Snowblind is basically a uh, sweet leaf part two. No, just now, disagree now we're, now we're listen- talking about cocaine oh. instead of pot. So, uh, but I don't know. I honestly, uh, you know, the one thing I will say that's notable to me is that the song "Tomorrow's Dream," uh, for me, this is a song that you start a movie with. Like the the screen is black and you hear that, dun, 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 and then all of a sudden, like you see like the view outside of a windshield of a car, and and the movie gets moving moving like that. Uh, so that's what I would do with that song.
changes. Uh, for whatever reason, it's never worked for me. I actually do not well, like Well, have you heard the Kelly Osbourne buzzes. version? It's much better. <laughs> I'm feeling happy. I am so sad. I lost the best friend that I ever had. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's not the fact that it's a ballad. I just, for whatever reason, I think that uh, this is, goes into when sometimes Ozzy's vocals don't work for me. Mm. And it just goes a little too, but but tomorrow, I remember when I, see my first introduction to the 70s Black Sabbath, and we're not going to cover it obviously, but was just to mention at least, is the whole Soul Our Soul for Rock and Roll, which my God, is it a great, greatest quote hits album. Um, you know, not that many hits on it, but as far as album tracks, sure. and the, tomorrow's tomorrow's dream was on it, which I was like, it's all right. But the uh, and Snowblind was on it. But it, it, the, what interested me in buying this the most uh, is the fact that I didn't. I think of the first four or five albums, this has the least amount of tracks you know. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of more deeper tracks. Wouldn't you agree? Like, if you're just a casual fan, like yeah, this is almost all new. It was, it was like almost all new. Except I think for it's almost a songs. fact, right? I mean, it's got to be. I like this album a lot. Um, I'm actually not that much of a fan of the production. Um, well, it's very general, it's to decent. me. This, this, it's like the, 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 their right. albums go in pairs. I, I I always look at the first two together, and I look at uh, uh, Master Reality and this album together, and then the next two really? together, and then the last two together. Honestly. Okay. Well, the, the instrumentals, I, I do. I've always liked Laguna Sunrise, and it's a great instrumental. Yeah. Um, and uh, Under the Sun and Wheels of Confusion are really cool because they're those almost like split. You, if you, would, you would think that these actually would be the forward slash songs, if you'd see my <laughs> meaning, because they, they almost are split into two different songs, both of those. Yeah, but they're, um, like, they're not actually in the song, you know? I mean, uh, they're, 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 they're actually written instrumentals, not something that somebody decided to add a name to. You know, the, their working title for Wheels of Confusion was one riff for three minutes. <laughs> I mean, one chord. One chord for three minutes. I like Wheels of Confusion. Oh, so do I. But the, but the point of why it's great is the fact that it morphs into something uh, more complex near the second half of it. But uh, overall, a solid album. I don't know if any... Uh, any uh, there's a couple low moments, like I think Cornucopia and... I don't know. I mean, you can't really bitch on this. St. Vitus's Dance... But it's still great. Gene. Yes. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your podcast and mention your band or anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here. All right. I'm a Disciples of the Watch podcast. We're on Facebook. You can find us there. Uh, or D-O-T-W-P-O-D dot com. So that's our website where you can stream us and listen to us. Um, and then, yeah, the band, Mortificator. That we're uh, mortificator.com and we're also on Facebook and all the social media and all that kind of good stuff. Working on our next album and hopefully we'll have that out by the end of the year because it's long overdue. So where can somebody find and listen to your band Mortificator? Well, you can check us out on mortificator.com and we're also on Bandcamp. You can check us out there or twintowntyrantrecords.com Or you can come over to my house. Uh, he just gave me a CD. So. <laughs> I just listen to it with Baco. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We'll hang out. You know, maybe play, play some Madden. Now, can you can you give me the hours you're available to to, to listen to the CD? I'll be home tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> what what day? Just tomorrow? Oh, it's Saturday. Yeah. Okay, but, good. That that's perfect. I'll add yeah. to my schedule. Send me an invite. Yeah. You. Okay. Yeah, an invite. Uh, yeah, it's coming your way. Uh, on uh, uh, no, not an invite. Just just on an Outlook. I don't get need to get fancy with your. 
Mortificator listening sessions. Yeah, well, but, that kind of uh, hurts, but fine. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And Stitcher is the main place you can find Disciples of the Watch, correct? Yeah, Stitcher. We're on Stitcher and as well as our website, dotwpod.com. Cool. All right. So where you can hear them talk about my favorite Black Sabbath album, Forbidden. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. Anyway. Rock's not dead. It's snorting sweet leaf. Smoke is snow blind. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 